This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb, available at Walgreens. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time. Not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I'm going to turn down my... Uh, welcome to the show, you guys. It's Nikki Glazer. It's Monday. Um, joining us today on this special episode is Anya Marina from New York. Noah is in Arizona, which is also a city in Arizona. We found that out from Brian Fangi last week. Yep. And today, from the streets of Brooklyn, um, walking his uh, carry-on luggage with a cigarette <laughs> in his mouth and a tie around his neck. I, he's wearing the same outfit he wore last night. I don't even know that he changed out of it because his tie is still tied professionally. Like he is oh, wow. a sloppy senator. It is Ian Finance. Actually, you don't hey. look sloppy at all, Ian. You look great. Hey, hey Ian Finance. Hi. Thank Hi. you. I'm so excited. I wore my suit because I spent a lot of money on it and I'm never taking it off. Yeah, you went to Jose Banks uh, yesterday, yep. right? Which mm-hmm. they used to joke yep. that that show you go like and you just get seven suits and they can all be dish rags. People like what? on SNL, there was there was an SNL where you're like you buy seven suits and they're like cleaning up spills with them. <laughs> what? It's a great suit, goddammit. Right, isn't it? You looked fantastic. I wouldn't know the difference between that and a nice suit. Like 
It looked nice yeah. to me. It was great. And you bought a tie. Yeah. You looked so spiffy. And last night, of course, was the Mark Twain Prize Award for humor that was presented to Adam Sandler. And it was in Washington, D.C. My boyfriend, Chris Convey, was the showrunner for it. So I got <laughs> a special invite um, to go watch it. I didn't have to do any work. I didn't have to present or do anything. Not that they asked me. But um, it was nice to have the night off and just go to an event. And um, I had a plus one. And I Why was like, did you who am I going to take? Why? Why was well, Ian chosen? Great question. Well, I was uh, like, Frank, do I ask? Can, hold, hold on. I can, knew can Anya you, would. Yeah. Do you want to answer why you think I chose you? Well, can you not frame it in a why would you choose Ian? <laughs> yeah, she there was there was a little bit would. of a judgment. Yeah, why would? Yeah, there, she there said, was, why judge? A, why the fuck? <laughs> well, Nikki has um, a lot of friends. I would like to know true. why. A lot more famous friends. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't actually. And you, um, it's an interesting story how Ian came to even go to this because he, first of all, he's one of the first person people I thought of because I was like, okay, it was last minute. It's in DC. I was going to have to like probably get whoever's, I was probably going to fly my friend there, put them up. And so I was thinking of people from New York that were wanted to go. And then I was like, there's no one really in New York that I definitely want to go to this with me. And it would be kind of like, I don't know. And then I see, out of, it's almost like my phone read my mind. Ian put up a post that he was like in Arlington, Virginia, D.C. all weekend. Oh. And I saw his shows were until Saturday. And I, I texted him. I go, are you in D.C. on Sunday? He's like, I go back Saturday. And I go, what about Sunday? You go with me, the Mark Twain Prize for humor for Adam Sandler at the Kennedy Center. And he was like, oh, my God, that sounds amazing. And then I was like, I had to ask Chris, like, because Chris was like, do you think you have a friend that would want to go? And I was like, I have a friend that wants to go. Can he go? And he's like, let me make sure. So it was a little bit of waiting. And then I finally said, yes, Ian, I, you're going with me. And he was like, I don't know, man. And then he tried to back out. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh, and 100%. I want to like read our conversation because it was an interesting, I think oh, a lot God. of people can learn from this. <laughs> oh of my like, God. I think it's this a good life a, lesson. This is, this is a HIPAA violation. <laughs> <laughs> Nikki's your therapist. <laughs> Dr. Blazer, you, you can't. <laughs> this, this does is, feel this is a invasive, violation. No, I think people are going to learn from this. Um, yeah, okay, I said, I go, Chris said it's looking good. And he goes, ooh. And then I said, <laughs> and then uh, a couple hours later, I said, you're good to go, but the red carpet can't happen. I'm sorry. I could barely get on it. He said, LOL. So what do I do? Sit in a cage? I said, I totally get it if you don't want to go, <laughs> but I think it'll be fun. We have good seats, really good seats. You got to go. He goes, eh, I don't know, man. I'm sorry. I'm kind of feeling anxious about it, about being alone with like a ton of celebrities and people I've grown up watching. And I'm just some guy who no one knows, LOL. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to be a needy friend, LOL. I think we all relate to that feeling, yeah. right? Yes. Of definitely. like, I don't want to go because I'm going to be not important there. There's going to be people that are like, I hate going to these things. I always feel smaller. I always feel, even when I went to the Critics' Choice Awards and I was nominated, I was like, why am I here? Everyone's a big star. Also, this is all like fake and who cares? And it depressed me. So I get it. And yeah. I used to get invited to this shit all the time when um, Amy started becoming super duper famous. She would invite me to premieres of stuff, and um, and it was overwhelming. I didn't have, like, nice clothes. I didn't have stylists. I didn't have hair and makeup. And I was just like, I can't go to these events. I can't, like, mingle with LeBron James and um, Goldie Hawn and uh, all these people that I met through there. But I always went because I knew that I would regret not going more than anything that could happen. And so yeah. I wrote to Ian. I said, okay, 
Um, but why would you turn this fun down? I said, because you don't deserve to be around them. He said, LOL, yes. I said, <laughs> and this is the moment. I said, okay, well then don't blame anyone but yourself when you aren't as successful as you want to be. Ooh. Boom. <laughs> Truth dropped. Bomb. Mic drop. Like, it's true. Because I go, okay, well, you know what? I'm never going to listen to Ian bitch about anything about his career ever if he's turning down this huge opportunity to be amongst the people that he should be amongst, you know? And by the way, if you get invited to something, unless you're sneaking in and jumping a fence and posing as a cater waiter to, like, get in, you deserve to be there. You got an invite. So by means of me inviting you equals you deserve to be there. Ian is dancing right now yeah. as he finishes his cigarette. The last man well, in America who smokes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to stop. <laughs> we don't we don't want you to. Nikki's coughing cuz she has your second I know it's like yeah, coming it's like zoom. coming through the zoom. <laughs> <laughs> that connection's perfect. Um so yeah, I mean we all relate to this feeling, but it really did make me realize and I was talking to myself too like I can't bitch about things that don't happen for me when I don't audition for I get auditions and then I don't do it or I turn down things or I you know I just like pussy out of stuff because so much of this career is doing stuff you're scared of and you so were Ian, scared so it means run into it what was it like to get that text Ian like what range of emotions were you feeling I'd love to hang with Nick that's a good time but uh I, I don't know. It's like all these celebrities and I've like worshiped Sandler and his friends and seen all their movies. And I know all these guys and mm -hmm. I just always feel less than when I'm not comfortable, especially like with industry people where like, I can't be friends with like agents or bookers. Cause I feel like it's like, yeah, ultimately I like want something from you and I don't want to be friends with someone if there's that like thing in my mind. So I didn't want to be well, a what guy. What about a tell? Like, you go on the road with a tell. There had to be a moment yeah, where you like were intimidated my... by a tell and were like, he asked you to hang out and you were like, I don't want to. It's going to be too weird. And look at you now, you know, like, yeah, yeah. No, you have totally. to get over I, that. He, he started calling me and was like, hey, you want to go eat? And I was like, oh, I don't think I should. I don't deserve, you know, <laughs> yeah. and then it's like, whatever. But obviously, like everyone, not just people in our, you know, industry can get in their own way. And I think like I'll let anxiety and fear and future tripping get in the way of like all i had to do was go and just have a fun time it wasn't like i i, I wasn't like going there to try to get something out of it mm -hmm. like it was just a thing to like dude i'm gonna go and have fun but i was just nervous about being like alone or like you know everybody knows and loves you and then i would just stand there like hello like my joke was like Going up to people and being like, hi, yes, I have a podcast. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, please interview me. <laughs> but there's kind of something nice about, like, everyone, at the, if you looked around, there was maybe 0.02% of people were famous in that room. 0.2% point of people in yeah, that yeah, thousands of people of were nobodies. actually, yeah. There was no one recognizable. Yeah. So it wasn't like you were at the Oscars at the exclusive after party, it, there was most people were not comedians. It was like Washington D.C. types. I don't even know. There was a lot of seat fillers. Um, yeah, and the the people that I talked to that were like famous or whatever were like kind to me and nice, yeah. and it was like totally fine. I just always feel weird being around people that I don't know, let alone people well, that I know about that they I know, know and I it know just makes it them. pains me to hear that because I relate to it, but I'm also like, this is gonna stand in your way so much to be successful yeah. because 
You have to be delusional. If you learned, if we learned anything last night from the oh, Mark yeah. Twain Prize for Humor for Adam Sandler, <laughs> let me just tell you what it is. Adam Sandler is as successful as he is because A, he works hard, but a B, which is a huge B, like almost as big as A, he had confidence. Why did he have yeah. confidence? Because his whole family, he was never bullied by any of his, he had brothers and sisters. They all showered him with like, you are the best. His mom still says like, you're the best shortstop that ever could have been. He's yeah. never, he doesn't play baseball. And she's like, well, you just didn't practice enough. You could have been. You could be anything you want to be if you practice hard enough. And he was instilled with that. He said, I mean, it was the theme throughout the night. And then he finally gets on stage at the end of the night. And you'll see this on CNN on Sunday. If you watch the Mark Twain, it's so good. But if you watch it, he pretty much gets to the end end of it and he delivers his speech after all these people have made fun of like, this guy got so far with no talent and like just doing like shoo-bee-oo-bee-oo and like, you know, uh, like just being a goofball yeah. and wearing j- basketball shorts and not trying. But it's like he had confidence and he even said it. He was like, my brother would be like, you're the funniest guy ever. You need to do comedy. His brother went to go see him for the first time do comedy and... He bombed. He was like, I think I bombed. And his brother was like, no, you killed, man. He goes, oh, I guess I killed. And his brother like convinced him he killed. So he was able to go do it again. And if you don't have that in your life, which most people don't, you got to fucking find a way to get that delusional kind of confidence. And most comedians do have it. Your mom gave you a lot of that, Ian. You do have it. Well, you can't say confidence without saying confidence. And (laughs) that's my name. And uh, no, I mean, like a big part of everything is fake it till you make it and just act as if. And it's it's just a difficult thing, no matter what. Because Adam Sandler stage. used to be that, but he, I bet Adam yeah. Sandler wouldn't blink about getting an invite to these things. And by the way, I would have blinked too. I would have been like, I shouldn't go. But I'm like, if I lived life like Adam Sandler and just said yes to everything and felt like people need to hear what I have to say. And there was some comedian I was reading about recently who, if the crowd didn't laugh, they would he would be like, they just don't get it. That, man, that sucks. They don't get it. Where as I go, even when they do laugh, I go, they, they, I tricked them. They, they, yeah. they're stupid. They don't, they like, it, but, but to be, to, the, to have the gall of a comedian and be like, if you bomb, to put that on them of like, you guys just don't get me is a level of sociopathy I do not want to have. <laughs> but there is a, there's a medi- there's a good medium to have of like not thinking that you're tricking everyone because you're not. I mean, that's right. ridiculous. But also to not, to not be like cocky. And, um, but th- I, I kind of wish I did have that a little bit of like, but I must. Anyone who, um, Ian's going through the NASA training program to board the <laughs> space station apparently. Um, I'm getting into my Any, it sounds like you're going through 18 different like air chambers. <laughs> he has a, a metal harness. He's clipping yeah. on himself. <laughs> it's, it's, it's sound like that. Um, I hope I hope you go the way of the challenger. I um. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> she has a lot of confidence in you. I do. Yeah, I, I really think I, you can. You could beat it. Those O rings that weren't attached <laughs> properly. I think you. There's something about you being on board. It'll fix it. I hope you go the um, way of Sally Ride and uh, shit yourself and then kill yourself <laughs> later. Anyway. Um... <laughs> but Ian, Wait. did that text from Nikki inspire you to go? Did it turn you did around immediately? make you go? Yeah, yeah. And I like talked to some friends and stuff. Like I was with Racine and I was like, dude, I just feel like Microsine. weird. Like I don't belong, you know, like Racine. I don't. 
like I feel like a like a weirdo. I don't ever want to be like a tryhard or like like a guy you, that like inserts myself <laughs> into things that I don't just belong. Kidding. And I I just uh, I don't know. But, but it was nice that to would have be support. If you were supp- like I asked but you to go, it was almost serious. insulting to me. I, 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 I like it's not that serious. I can make a mountain mm-hmm. out of a molehill and I can be like, yes. this is the, let me overthink everything. And it was like, no, I just got out of my way. Okay. I was like, you know so what? then Ian fucking have fun. You know, he, he go decides to go fun. and he embraces it. He goes out and gets a suit. I fucking loved him for it. He gets me a thank you card. He got me flowers. Aww. He comes Aww. in, he gets a cigarette case. He gets a little oh cigarette extender thing that they wear in the ni- 1920s that like you uh-huh. see you smoke a cigarette yeah, and it like comes out your mouth. earlier. And then, um, yeah. oh, he was? I didn't even see that. Yeah. Uh, and then he also got a cane, a new cane called a Pippi cane because the cat's name was Pippi or something. There's a cat head yeah, on it. Yeah, and it's got a cat on it. He was I telling know, that story so all night. Cool. No, one, no one cared. Hey. Um, <laughs> this kitten has Tip down, claws. lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ian looked fucking great and was just such a good sport and came in and was like, he came to my hotel room. Chris was staying at the Four Seasons, which was so nice. By the way, I saw Jennifer Aniston as I was checking in okay. yesterday. I thought this was going to be the weekend I met Jennifer Aniston. It's been a big buildup. This is like one of my last celebrities on my, you know, Obama and Jennifer Aniston are like the two left that I'm like, those are my biggies. And uh, I thought this was going to be the weekend. It wasn't, but I did see her in the flesh for the first time, both at the awards, but also walking into the I went to go get Starbucks and I was coming back to the Four Seasons and she was coming in and I saw her like she had her bag on the ground by the valet and she was like looking through it and I saw her gorgeous golden locks and then she stood up and she was a tiny person she was like 5'1 she's very very short that makes me feel good to hear because so many like actors and like big bigger like movie stars and stuff are short and I'm a short guy so that feels good that does you feel know? good. She's a woman, though, so it kind of works. But um, oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> people are gonna be. Uh, never mind. I won't say what people are gonna say because I'll just let them say it anyway. So, um, I saw Jennifer Aniston, and then I was at the four the Four Seasons, which was such a nice hotel. It's just like the place. There were paparazzi out front all day because there was a sports team there the night before. There was a basketball team, a bunch <laughs> of famous people, and then what are you laughing at? No, it was funny because at the end of the night we were hanging out and there was some sports team checking in and Nikki was sticking her face through like this gap in the wall and was like, what sport are you? What sport are you? <laughs> because we were like, are they a basketball team or a hunting team? <laughs> yeah, we didn't or know. We didn't know. A football team. Know. But it's clearly football is not in great. season. <laughs> And there were no black guys, so it is a hockey team, one hundred percent. So I just kept yeah. yelling, "What sport?" And you couldn't see me. My head was like through the slats. There was like was this great. big sl- slatted wall that uh, separated the bar and restaurant from the hotel lobby. So anyway, um, I've got to go to break, but I'm going to talk about how Ian came in uh, like a wrecking ball to my <laughs> hotel room, and then we have. A story of the aftermath, Ian. It's so funny. And we'll talk about our night and all the celebrities we saw. It was so exciting uh, when we get back right after this. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. 
I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. And I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. All right. We're back with um, Ian Fidance from the hit podcast Be and Ian. He also has a Patreon uh, for that show. Or no, sorry. What is it called? Be and Ian with Jordan. 
With Jordan, being in with Jordan. Oh my gosh, Jordan is yes. so freaking funny. What's Jordan's last name again? Yeah. Jensen. 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 I knew it. Yeah. Okay, I said it at the same time as you. Yeah. She is so She's funny. Um, and I'm attracted yeah. to her. Me too. Right? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. She was raised Dude, by two like- women. And she just has, yeah. and she's straight. She has a masculine quality. But she just has mm-hmm. this confidence. And like, I love her eyes. Yes. I love her face. Oh my God. Yeah, Maybe because we look, look like alike. Her. You oh, look yeah. like her. That's it. Oh my God. But she's just, I think she's so pretty and just has a cool vibe. She's so cool. I haven't met her in person yet. I saw her at the cellar one time. And obviously I knew who she was, but I was almost like intimidated to say hi. Um, Dude, she was at the back geez. table the fucking best we have so much fun together and we're like best friends anyway so like we had Mm. we both had off last last week like one night yeah and we were podcasting monday podcasting wednesday and we were both off tuesday night so we went and saw a movie together what'd you see (laughs) uh scream and did you it was a it was a movie did you guys (laughs) i'm kidding i liked it it was good it was a fun romp Romp. at the cinema oh Yeah, yeah I haven't good. seen Scream since Scream Two, I think. Um, oh, you got to. Same. They're a fun. It's a fun little series. It was such a good sh- uh, movie when Jada Pickett Smith gets a fucking knife through the head when she's in the bathroom. Mm. She's the first one killed, I think, in that in that movie. No, Drew Barrymore was, which who we saw last night. Okay, so we're back. Yeah. Check out being Ian with Jordan, um, his podcast, Thanks. and um, he's so funny. He was a perfect date to have because Ian is this person that he's so comical looking he's such a cool looking guy but he also looks funny and nice and approachable and he is all those things so he's a perfect date i chose ian mainly because i remember remember gad elmele how do you say his last name how could we forget elmele remember gad was obsessed with you i just always remember he was like who is this man i'm fascinated by him he should be a star (laughs) i just think that celebrities are like obsessed with ian (laughs) like i just knew he would be someone that would be like flashy and everyone would and i even heard people at the after party going and the guy in the mustache apparently is (laughs) and then i like didn't say but i heard someone be like and the guy in the mustache with the cane like they were like everyone was loving you every time you would walk away people would be like is the cane a prop or does he really need it i was like he was hit by a car three years ago so he kind of needed it at first and now it's more of an accessory. Really? Oh, I thought he was just peacocking. Yeah. yeah, now I separated my sacrum from my pelvis and I slipped my L4 and L5. Shout out Dawn, my osteopath. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're, you're healed again? She really healed you? Your osteopath? She healed me. And then I gotta, I gotta go back this week, and then I, ah, and then I start physical therapy. <laughs> he's just dropping glasses. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he's not peacocking either. He needs those um, for yeah. his personality. <laughs> it's a handicap. Wait, what did we say last night involving handicap? That was so funny, Ian. I had a good line oh, about. It was so uh, good. God damn it! I don't know. I forget. Please, God, can we remember? Because it was. It was good enough to write down, I almost. Anyway, we had so many good jokes. I said I was cracking up. And also, Ian's just a great date because it's the perf- I have anxiety in those moments, too. I was not there working. I don't know if anyone fucking knows who I am. I didn't feel... I was just sitting with the general audience. I wasn't, like, up on the sides with all the celebrities. Uh, there was no, like, VIP pass that I had. Like, I'm friends with David hey, Spade, hey. but... Hey, we were with some celebrities. We were very... Close. To, to Wolf, Wolf Blitzer. Blitzer. <laughs> he was sitting behind us. Ow! 
<laughs> the Blitz. Yeah. Um, I Wolf think he was in blitz. it in World War One. Uh, <laughs> callback to We Know Nothing. Um, so he, yeah, he was sitting behind us. But um, yeah, so Ian comes to my hotel room to get ready. I have already had hair and makeup come to my room. I had a great team um, and I'm in my robe, but I'm all done up. I'm like, don't want to get in my dress yet because it's so tight. And Ian comes in and I thought Ian was, I got him a hotel room. I thought he was going to like go to his, in a different hotel, but it was like close enough by. I thought he was going to go to his hotel and like get ready and then come meet me like ready. <laughs> but he comes in with his suitcase and like all of his belongings has not checked into his hotel yet. And he comes in, he has to take a shower and he has to like <laughs> totally so get ready. He, but he, he's immediately after his shower, he's sweating so much. And I was cold because I'm about to be cold all night long. So I blasted the heat a little bit. It was hot, but then I turned it down and you were still sweating all night long. All night long. Yes. Wait, yes, how long I are you two together in your hotel? Problem. But also, I, you, you want to go back and, and read your little text, huh? <laughs> You said, yeah. come to the room and get ready. So I'm thinking oh. it's going to be a get ready part. I thought right. it was like finishing touches, like tie the tie. Like I didn't know it would be like oh. get, take a shower in my boyfriend's hotel shit. room. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably yeah, yeah. that too. So he comes no. in. He has all of his cigarettes laid out on the bed. He's oh taking his cigarettes out of the pack. Why? Our pristine what? white bed. Oh because he has yeah. a cigarette case that oh. he got that's a silver case. And he wants to take them out of the unsightly um yeah, yeah, so he has a be- beautiful. So he has all the loose. There's tobacco all over, <laughs> littered all over my boyfriend's bed. Um, then he goes and takes a shower, which is fine. Like I, had, I didn't care. I love then that. he's like, he's sweating so much he like, can't get dressed because he can't. And I, I'm, I'm like, I'll blast the AC. I'm so sorry. So I'm doing that. He is. Then he goes in the bathroom, and I. It's getting to the point where I was like, Ian, we got to go. I guess he's shaving his mustache and I just hear like him squeal in pain and then start laughing maniacally like Joker style. And I go, what's going on? And he's got blood coming down his lip, like into his teeth. He cut his lip. Oh, and no. he's bleeding everywhere and he's like it's okay it's okay and I was like oh is it really okay how are you going to stop that up in five minutes our Uber's coming and, and <laughs> it was so because we were laughing so hard because Ian describe what you thought like it was a hilarious image he's crying right now just the, the, the image <laughs> just, I, I could not imagine a funnier thing been sitting at this prestigious award show at the Kennedy Center for the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, and it's celebrities a gala event, and the camera goes to Nikki Glaser on CNN, and it pans and I'm sitting there smiling with a mouthful of blood just in my teeth, gushing at my chin, like ah, with ah, your fucking ah. cane, with my in your cane, long cigarette. Just, nobody knows me, and I'm the guy who's who's bleeding. From <laughs> <laughs> I look like I have a head injury on the red carpet. You look like a young Mark Twain, too. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Did anyone say that to you last night? You kind of do. No, but I'll take but it. Thank totally you. your look. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he he stops it up, and then we finally leave, and um, we go we go to the event, and it was so no, fun. No, no. What? Before before we get oh. to the event, we go downstairs and we sit and oh, we're yeah. with David Spade and Chris Rock and, and Spade's Ted, assistant. And yeah, Ted Serranos. Anyone know who that is? The the man who uh, owns Netflix? 
Oh, really? Ted. Mr. Netflix himself. That guy is in charge of Netflix, dude. Did you bleed on him? I think it's Soranos or Soranos. This was wild. I Okay, I have to do a thought experiment of what we all would do, okay? Because okay. this is Ian Finance. He, I would want no one else to be my date. I asked for this. I just, I'm not, I just want to know what y'all would do. Okay, so we are sitting with um, David Spade and Chris Rock and Ted Ted joins a little bit later but um and and David's assistant Heather who I love and I could tell Ian's like a little nervous but he's fine like it's I'm nervous I'm not usually around Chris Rock like it's like I wasn't nervous but it's like you know it was a little bit like oh my god you know and I just watched Chris's special so I'm telling him about how I feel about that and we're all just like having fun and chatting and Ian's fine and when we re- that's when we realize like we're not going to be able to eat before this thing. And it's going to be, we're going right to the event. After, we're about to get an Uber. We're going right to the event. It's going to be three and a half hours and then we're not going to eat. And, um, and Ian's hungry. And so I was like, and I have my bars with me, so I'm going to be fine. I know that. But, um, cause I expect no place to have vegan food, but Ian, I'm like, Oh fuck. So I was like, is it okay if Ian has some chips and fries? They had like this little centerpiece of fries and chips that they like brought to all the tables. And, um, they were like, yeah, that's fine. So Ian takes some chips and it was fine. And then there's this, like f- the shrimp cocktail that is sitting untouched like on the side of the table no no no, no. hold on hold on i gotta okay. stop you i gotta okay. stop you please First of jump all, in it prawn was, boy it was not a shrimp cocktail these were the largest prawns giant. you've ever seen okay. i mean giant on yes. a mountain and there was probably ice. how many were there six five okay five <laughs> and had the, had anyone had one yet none Okay. These so, motherfuckers so, had food on the table. No did. one's touching it. Yeah, they, they were eating their, their bread. No one's touching that. They got all this food going to waste. There's all this food. Okay. There's not all this food. Chris Rock has a Caesar salad. There's like the French fries. Uh, Spade has his plate of meat or whatever. And then there's the shrimp cocktail, but it's not being touched. <laughs> but it seems like it's it's part of the smorgasbord. You know, like it's gonna be a long. Maybe they're gonna sit there a while. So Ian goes, "Would you guys mind if I had some of the the shrimp?" <laughs> And they go, yeah, oh no. my God, sure. What did you say? Spade asked if I wanted the shrimp because no, 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 I no, no. kept going back for the fries. And he goes, here, have have some have have some of the shrimp. It's, okay. it's what it's here for. And Keywords, I go, okay. Some of the shrimp. So Ian, what would you do if you were starving? And and it was I, it was actually, offered to you. He said he said have the shrimp. No, you can't take it back. You can't. He change. said some. Listen, he said have. Oh, even if he said have the shrimp, let me just put this to you guys. And you're starving, and you do see a lot of food there. They've already got their main dish. The appetizer maybe arrived with the main dish, so maybe it's like part of it. I don't know. I get appetizers in my main dish together. So Ian is offered the shrimp, right? So he takes it over and puts it in front of himself. If you were Ian, how many shrimp would you have had of those five shrimp? If you were not a guest at this table, about to leave in in three minutes, how many shrimp would you have? Of these giant prawns. If the if Spade told me have the shrimp, I would eat four of the existing five and then say, are you sure I can have all of these? And then I'd finish off the fifth if I got permission. If he said okay. have some of the shrimp, I'd eat two and then probably ask. I remember I what he said because actually Spade has a joke about he sometimes says shrimps instead of shrimp because uh-huh. it's just a funny thing to say to waiters and waitresses to be like, I think I'll have the shrimps. And they go, okay, yeah, you'll have the um, the cocktail shrimp. And he goes, yeah, let's do one of the cocktail shrimps. And he just keeps saying shrimps. So he said that he goes, do you want some shrimps to Ian? I believe that was the phrase. Ian puts it in front of him. I look over within t- three minutes 
He's he's sucking off the last one. He's completely decimated this untouched shrimps appetizer. And I just and I am like a little bit embarrassed because this is my guess that they don't know. And he's just eaten a complete appetizer that they didn't even touch. That it was probably $35. I mean, at least on this menu. And, and you're with three of the most powerful people in comedy. In all of comedy and entertainment. Well, he gave them a great story. And I, I wonder why Ian was scared to be around famous people. And <laughs> <laughs> he can't trust himself. I mean, I wanted to tell him, hey, Ian, the ocean called. They're running out of shrimp. Like, I wanted to do the, the fucking classic Seinfeld line because you were stuffing your face like George was at that, that uh, board meeting oh. when he goes, oh, the jerk store called and they're running out of you. And they, it was exactly like that. You I just had your so last hungry. shrimp in your mouth. And then... um. <laughs> So I I just thought that was so funny because in no world would I I would of course I would want all of them I would I would be obsessive about there's been so many times I've been at dinner and people don't eat all of some, an appetizer but I because I'm not paying and I'm not a guest I will not dare eat the and maybe that's my problem maybe I sh- we should all be more like Ian and you, you can be you know if you listen to be an you Ian know what with Jordan if if you know if you're putting <laughs> shrimps in front of me you yeah. gotta know something. I'm a dirty dick Delaware doozy and I'm going to eat them all. Okay. It's just, it is what it is. And, and can I also say they weren't touching them. No, they weren't yeah. touching they weren't. the fries. You, you weren't, they weren't wrong. touching the this. It wasn't so, about that, though. You know, it wasn't about like if they would. No, you're, you're totally right. But it's why would they order it if it didn't move. seem even good for to have one of them? Like they, you didn't give them a they're chance. Rich. <laughs> Maybe they got it they as like a, a complimentary chance. thing from the restaurant. Yeah. No, they did not. There's no complimentary shrimps. Nikki, we got there was like Nikki. a <laughs> you know was trying to spin it sorry no i'm not done with ian's i'm not done ian i have a couple more things to call you out on and don't you all come Do at it. me and go nikki's bullying ian i don't want to hear any of that shit Do i'm it. so tired of being called out for being mean to boys when all i watch on instagram is reels of boys being mean to each other on podcasts and everyone fucking eats it up i'm giving yes. Ian shit Do for it. some behavioral it. things and i can take it back myself you can give me shit about stuff i do try like just uh, and i know you're like no you can't take it well if i can't then i can't but i'm see i'm serious i'm I, this is coming from love so Ian- hey and and also what nikki's not telling you is that i thank them and I put the shrimp shells on my fingers and said, would anyone like a back massage? And Ted goes, we need to give this guy a development deal. Yeah. yeah, yeah Three yeah. specials, just like Chappelle. This guy has something to say about the trans community. Um, three different ways for three hours. Um, he really does. So, I know yet. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, Ian does have some experience. Yeah. Um, that we a could nuanced talk- opinion. Called <laughs> we'll go to a shrimp dinner. <laughs> Ian's going to go to Long John Silver's with Ted and uh, talk out their deal. Okay. <laughs> Samson. So, oh, I can't tell if that's your cane or your cat. This <laughs> <laughs> cat looks severely terrified. Oh, my God. That looks like piano cat. It looks paralyzed. <laughs> <laughs> okay so let me just ian i have i have to yes. just share a couple more things with you go, that i go. picked up through I the night. so then and then let's just okay so we went to the event we'll tell you more about that in a bit but we get back at the end of the night and we're all in this like bar area and by the way there is um a group of people 
that include Ben Stiller and Chris Rock like at the same bar that we're at in the lobby, but we're sitting at a different table. And in that group was also a girl that looked exactly like Jennifer Aniston. So I thought Jennifer Aniston was there, but it wasn't her. It was it was a doppelganger. But it was so funny because our table didn't see what I saw, which was this girl that looked like Jennifer Aniston. And there were two khaki, uh, Chris's sister and then Bahar, uh, Curran, Chris's brother's date. Khaki and Bahar were talking about Brad Pitt very loudly. And like, as you would, like in conversation with your girlfriends, like at a bar, it would be, but I'm like, guys, no, I go, no, she's right there. Like, it was like the only, t- it was so funny that like, <laughs> and I've, this has happened a lot in my life where I will hear people talk about celebrities that I know next to, and I'm like, you think you can talk about celebrities whenever you want, but there are certain times when those celebrities or the people they've dated is like right next to you. And at the Four Seasons in DC on this specific night, you couldn't talk about celebrities openly. I mean, it was teeming with them. So, but yeah, it, didn't, I, it turned out I to not be saying her. It, I kept saying a couple things that I like was like, oh, I forgot where I am. Like I told Nikki, I was going around going, eyes on Obama. I have eyes on <laughs> Oh Obama. yeah, when we were at the Kennedy Center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and then at one go, point <laughs> oh my god i kept just e- i would look at ian and i would just go nope don't say it because there were just so many times to make really right-wing conservative like storm the capital yeah, type yeah, jokes yeah. where ian yeah. would like probably i wanted get- to go up to people and be like hey hi i'm ian finance how are you 88 million people really <laughs> voted for biden i mean we're all just gonna believe it <laughs> Anyway, I have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And a cat named Samson. Uh, You got any shrimps? Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny that there were only five. Or six. <laughs> there. Oh yeah. I mean, it was a shrimp cocktail. It was decorating the side of the dish, but they were hanging out like they were jumbo shrimps. And so I can't. I can't keep, stop saying shrimps. It's so funny. So we go back, and it's like I can tell it's like t- time for Ian to go. My boyfriend is about to arrive, and Ian has been with me all night. And it's like we're tired, and and Ian just ate, and I can tell that like Ian's like <laughs> leg is just moving like he's working a sewing machine like it's going up and down so fast I, there were so many times during the night I just had to like and he'd be like I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm like it's okay I just want to calm your leg down so Ian was rearing to go and um he's like I gotta go back up to your room to get um my my suitcase and stuff that he had up there and I was like oh great so I hand him a hotel key and he goes up there and he is up there for so long because I said grab me a protein bar because there was nothing on this menu and I was like I'm hungry so he grabs me one. He comes back down. And I go, why did it take you? I text him. Why is it taking you eight hours to pack? Like, what is going on up there? And he's like, I had to pack. And he comes back down. And then he leaves. And then Chris and I go up to the room. So Chris, let me just say, oh, Ian's gone. Um, oh, he's got to come back for this because it's too funny. And I'm going to send you guys a picture of what I came back to in the room. Oh, my God. I cannot even imagine more tobacco it's like tobacco in a heart shape on the bed oh my god that would be so funny like a honeymoon suite and i love that your vibe is is so easy with him though like i love that you can give him so much shit and he loves it yeah i mean he's a goofball and i that's why i love him though he's so quirky but he's happy go lucky that's like what i imagine when i hear that term Yes. And I've always wanted to have a brother like this. Like, so I we could like talk shit to each other a little bit. Like, just even saying, what are you doing up there for so long? Like, I don't have a relationship like that. 
with anyone. Oh, I have a relationship right? with the, that with literally everyone in <laughs> everyone. my life. I, there's no one I wouldn't go like, what are you doing up there? Like, come on. I mean, it's the way my dad talks. I just hear my dad constantly being judgmental and like, what are you taking so long? And I go, where did I get my judgmental, like impatient bitch mode from? Daddy's girl. <laughs> Daddy. But yeah, it's like, it was getting to the point where it was like, wh- what could he be doing up there? It was like really a long time. And so... And by the way, Chris is not like a fan of smoking or tobacco products. So there was a point when there was tobacco in the bed that I was like, let's clean up all of this so it's not like sitting here all night. And so I got it off the bed and I go back upstairs with Chris. And by the way, Chris has worked. I mean, Chris has probably slept four hours in the past week working on the show. And he is about to only get 45 minutes of sleep before he has to get on a plane tomorrow to go start editing this because he has to deliver it on Friday. And it's a huge edit job. And we are watching Ian zip his pants. (laughs) Okay, is that your dick? It started with your penis. I thought you were doing a bit, dude. Literally, the camera came back on, and Ian is zipping up his pants. Oh God! I'm I'm glad you got whatever that was done. It was a prawn. My phone shut off. Yeah, that'd be hilarious because it overheated, and then I went to the bathroom and I ran out. Oh, I know exactly what you did. I I know how you live, man. So, thank you. Welcome back to the show. So, I was just saying you were. you know, uh, on the, you had gone up there, you had taken a while, long time. We go back up and Chris literally has 45 minutes to fall asleep before he has to get up and start put, putting, writing in notes and then take his flight back to LA to start editing. He has no time. So we get there and um, I go in the bathroom and I'm washing my face and I'm getting ready for bed. And Chris is kind of like, you know, packing up stuff in the room. And I go, I look in the trash and I'm just going to send you a picture of what I see in the trash. Okay. And this is, this is at the four seasons, by the way, which is like the nicest hotel you could stay at. This is what Ian has placed in the trash. And I just want to know, like if you had to dispose of this product or like this bag of things, like, do you think, do you think you, I'm sending it to you too, Ian, so you can see what you left. Yeah. It's so funny. Okay, so I don't even know what what in the world. <laughs> like, <laughs> what is it? Oh. Ba- it's a giant bag of like <laughs> cigarettes and other things, <laughs> in, like a bag. But you place it on top of the the trash, almost like on the very top. So I get in, and I'm like, Chris, there's like a really. I go, this is. I, I just want you to know, I'm not smoking Marlboro Reds. This is Ian. You didn't even try to like tuck it in the dress. Like, I guess I'm just running through what I would do, which is like hide my disgusting, smelly tobacco. But you did put it in a Ziploc bag, which I appreciate. It's trash. It looks sanitary. But you placed it on top to like do? it was put a it, Christmas display. It, <laughs> it does look like a beautiful display. And also. Did you did you notice I hid the 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 towels with my blood on it? Um, so I'm getting that to that, Mister. Yo. I'm getting to that. So, oh, no. oh, no. so I was just like, I go, Chris. I'm I'm sorry he didn't tuck it more in because it's like a beautiful towel, and there's just like this white trash trash sticking out. Of the trash. It's like the most. I was like that fucking hillbilly, and he goes, "Did you just call him a hillbilly?" And I was like, "Yes, this is a fucking hillbilly moment." so then we go to bed and um we chris sleeps for 45 minutes i don't even sleep in the time that he's sleeping so i'm awake the whole time i hear his alarm go off he gets up and he just wants to take a hot shower before he gets on the plane and he just comes back and he goes hey um 
did like did Ian like shower here? And I was like, yeah, he did. And he goes, yeah, there's no towels left. <laughs> oh no! So he had no towels, and then. Uh-huh. I this and I go, babe. I'm so sorry. You can use the bathroom. There's a fresh bathroom. You could use that. He's like, you know what? I don't even. He he wasn't mad at all. He was like, no, no, no. It's fine. No. And I was just like, Ian. Ian used like four towels. <laughs> Make yourself then, at home. Just and there's no maid service between when Ian is at my place and he, we are going to have to use this again. So Ian. Just, but then this morning, Ian, I woke up and I go to the bathroom and I see. Attempted to look for in towels, and there are towels hanging up, and there's two of them. And what what Chris must have done was look at these towels to see if they were like clean enough or had any like spray tan stains, because he's used to seeing like my spray tan on stuff and like knowing it's dirty. And there was blood all over from when he cut his face. So Chris is just wanting a hot shower in his own hotel room. And like to dry off accordingly. There's there's only wet towels. There's like 14 packs of Marlboros and there's blood all over the towels. It was so funny. This guy's a keeper. I started laughing so hard. But he, Chris did not give a shit. I was just like that fucking hillbilly, (laughs) bleeding and sweating all over towels. It was so funny, Ian. That oh brawning <laughs> tobacco. I didn't even get until the after party. I know, Ian, you have to go. But we go to the, sorry, keep going, we go keep to the going, after party and Ian. So, oh, and it was like delicious food at the after party. There are shrimp cocktails at the after party. How many did Ian have and how many shrimps were on each one? Four. How many shrimp cocktails did Ian have? Four. So Ian had. No, no. So you had twenty-four shrimp after the ceremony, plus six gigantic ones, thirty prawns. Oh my god! The 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 documentary Sea Spiracy is about you. (laughs) What the fuck, man? Our oceans are being depleted. (laughs) You're part of the problem, Ian. Oh my uh, stomach hurts. <laughs> <laughs> he, but we were laughing so hard because he would like double hand. You know how sometimes people get like two drinks for someone and they'll put like two, like, like you know, like champagne glasses because that's what they were in was like kind of not champagne, but like um margarita glasses. So he was holding it like a waiter going, but he had like two in each hand and he kept pretending that he had a friend. Meanwhile, the only thing I could eat there was this slaw, this like mango cucumber slaw. And he. I was holding down our seats and I was like, I could really go for some more slaw. Ian goes to go get some more food, brings back no slaw, brings back <laughs> 25 shrimps. It was so funny. Oh my God. You like, did, did you, <laughs> he posted a picture today of him on the toilet. He sends it to me being like, is that after we, I've sent him all these Getty images of us looking like so dapper as fuck on the red carpet, which by the way, he did get to walk in the end. It was awesome. And they were like, yeah. and we had such a good time doing that. They, the photographers loved you. Like there was this, you know, there's this all like um group of photogs just you go over here, over here. But they were like, they were cracking up at us. It was like I felt like we were doing our uh, pitch for like our sitcom. You know, like what the yeah. posters would be. Yanni or, and Laurel. Or, or, yeah, Yanni and Laurel. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Laurel yeah. Yanni. 
Um, it, I was using I was using my cane as a guitar. Yes, and then like spinning around, and and you know how you know how when on the red carpet when they go, "Who are you wearing? Where'd you get your suit?" I swear to God, they were going, "Where'd you get the cane? <laughs> well, tell us about the cane." They were, and I'm going, "Well, it's a." It's a pippy cane. I got it from Georgetown Tobacco. And if you see on Getty Image, there is a close-up of Ian's cane. They just did a real close-up of the pippy cane. No way. Yes. Because <laughs> sometimes they do that on like, there's one on my like bracelet. There's one on my shoes. But there's there's cane pervs out there. Wait, let's talk about when you went out to go have a cigarette after we did the red carpet. And there were compl- <laughs> there were so many fans out there waiting for the rival celebrities. And I thought we were just going out because I was just joining him for his post carpet sig and um and there were like a ton of people being like nikki nikki come take a picture it was all these like cute fans and like they're just comedy fans and they they were they were waiting for aniston but they were oh, throwing me a bone uh, but then uh, there was one group they, of guys they yep that yep, go yep, ian yep. finance and i was like hell yeah and they knew ian <sighs> and so then ian goes and has a cigarette and then on the way back in, Ian was like, I'm going to go give some love to this guy over here that shouted because they're behind a barricade and they're kind of like quarantined off. So Ian's like, I'm going to go over to get to allow them to take a picture with me because they were excited to see him, which is the right thing to do. So what happened, Ian? Well, <clears throat> um, <laughs> so I decided you, you could go straight into the building or you could go this way and over to be around the people in the barricade. Right. You were going to give them a, and, a photo op. you know, I was going to do some selfies, you know? The people want to be, you know, it makes people feel good. <laughs> so I went over and uh, <laughs> I see all of them looking at me. And, and now I'm headed into the building and behind us is the red carpet where the limos and the expedition show up. So I go over and they're all looking at me and I wave. And these, this is a group of people that were going, Ian, Ian, finance. So I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, please, please. <laughs> and they go, there he is. And I go, hey, guys. And um, they completely ignored me and were looking at the person who arrived behind <laughs> There he is. They thought oh. Ian was like, ah, here I am. And they were like, they were like yeah. no more. And that is exactly why I yeah. wanted to get the fuck out of there because I knew famous people were going to roll up and we were going to feel small as fuck. Yep. But we were the only people there at the time. So they were like so excited for us. Um, and then we yeah. went into the event and yeah. we watched it and it was so freaking good. We were like, you know, feet away. We were fought fifth row. We got to see... It was amazing. Chris Rock, Conan O'Brien, um, Rob Snyder, uh, Ben Stiller, Ben Stiller, Steve, Steve Buscemi, Buscemi, Louise Guzman, Guzman, Aniston, Drew Barrymore. Yeah, um, and 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 many more. I think we're missing uh, it, his yes. mom. Adam's mom did a thing. Adam's wife his did a thing. Wife, I mean, it just if you want to feel bad about your Adina relationship Manziel. and like. Adina Menzel, Adele Nazim, as John Travolta calls her. If I do want to say, if you want to feel bad about your own relationship, listen to the love story of Adam and his wife on the Mark Twain Prize Award for Humor on Sunday night. Like, it yeah. is, like, I was just sitting there, and I, I, even after the show, I asked a few other people, like, were you comparing your own relationship to theirs? And everyone's <laughs> like, yes. And it was like, oh, God. It's yeah. like watching a rom-com where you're just like, now you know where he kind of, like, gets the... um. What are you doing? What is <laughs> happening? Oh, he's oh, eating kale sorry. bites? Or did you get sorry. kale bites? No, I, I got uh, egg white and roasted red pepper bites. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Those sorry, are good. Sorry. Those are good. My 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 screen is frozen. You guys are frozen. So you think that so you're frozen, I, too. 
Yes. Yes. Right. Yes, yes. I, I know what's going yes. through your head. Ian is. <laughs> yes. He's starving. Ian's like a child. Uh, you know how like children, if they can't see you, they think you can't see them when they hide. Like they'll hide behind like a uh, tree. So it's like, but you can see yeah. them totally. So Ian didn't. Whatever <laughs> age my you learn. Invisibility like, glasses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we were laughing so hard. I want to throw myself under the bus a little bit because Ian, you caught this moment and we never talked about it more. Remember when I was trying uh, to get us in the VIP lounge and there was oh that guy God. I was trying to find? And then uh, <laughs> I don't dude, it wasn't racist. I wanna say what I did wasn't I don't remember what people look like. So I met this guy initially who was like, I'll help you get in the VIP area. And I go, let me go get my friends. I go get my friends, I come back, and he's not there anymore. But there was a guy that was like there when this guy told me that and i go where's that guy that just told me he can get me in the vip area and he's like and that guy's a bestie by the way um i forget his name but he is probably listening to this bob was his name bob yeah shut up uh, shut up really bob. good job remembering it he yep. he hung at the vip party he was very nice i really enjoyed talking to him and um uh i'm i was so sorry this happened but i he went away and i couldn't find but i didn't remember like i just i'm not good with faces and it sometimes gets misconstrued as racism because it's just like so i go there was a guy that was right here and he goes oh yeah he's coming he's coming back so he radioed him he's like he's coming back and in my mind i was like i think he was like a black guy i don't really remember like it just didn't stick so then i see this black guy coming down the way and I go, oh, there he is. And I like wave at this guy. It's not him, okay? Not at all. And then the guy shows up. And what is he, Ian? Indian. <laughs> and I go, is that racist? I, I think they ever, like, it's, I think all brown people look alike, apparently. But it's not that. It just, it didn't, it, I, that's how much I don't care about race is that I don't, it doesn't, even go in my head that he's a could that be it or is it she or doesn't am I just see like, color i mean i kind Were of they think that's alike? it yes they well i just don't i'm not kidding yes you. they were dressed alike because they were part of the staff so everybody was in the yes. same thing and on top of it most of the time every staff member was wearing masks so you couldn't like oh, see shit oh, okay I, i'm totally on your team well, i mean i thought things. it was fucked up when you saw the guy and you go, oh, that's right. That one's riding a magic carpet. <laughs> I was like, Nikki, that's that's a bit much. But- I just think it's hilarious that I and it wasn't like I just I just saw a, like I, I just remember I met him and I think I, my mind must have gone. He does have darker skin tone. It, it, it was I was so Dude, urgent. About get getting out of your in. head. It's it's the same fucking thing. If with that was in my head about it, I wouldn't admit that. There. I wouldn't they admit it on all... this podcast. There was nothing about me that was like, right, I think right, he's right, less right. than or I see them all as the same. It was just funny to me that it's not like I misconstrued two black people because whenever that happens, I beat myself up so much. One time I tipped a girl <laughs> like 100 bucks oh, who God. was not helping us <laughs> at all. I pulled her $100 after the show. And oh everyone was like, and it, 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 this happens to me with white people too. I, I, and maybe it doesn't because I'm maybe more familiar with white people because I'm surrounded by them more. I don't know. Maybe I, I do have a subconscious, uh, like 
It's not like I think they're less than because I can't always, it doesn't, whatever it is, I'm not meaning to do this. And I think that there's something to be said for me admitting that sometimes I fuck up. But I did one time at the DC Improv, Tom Takar witnessed me give a girl who from behind looked exactly like this other girl. They had the same hairstyle. And I go, hey, thank you so much for this weekend. And I gave her a, hun- a crisp $100 bill. She did not one time come by our green room. She was not our green room girl. So then I had to go. So then we were walking by black people on the street. He's like, you want to give him $100? Like just to be safe, and I was like, "Fuck you!" But you know what? That's that's my reparations oh. for being such a piece of shit. Oh, there you go. I I, I pay people, you know. <laughs> but I felt, but Ian caught it, and I get so embarrassed when I get caught being maybe racist. I get so embarrassed, and so not that that's like don't feel sorry Mace for me. But I just get um, I get really insecure. Like, am I? Do I need to correct this? But it was just like I can't help that I don't really look at faces sometimes or I can't help that even maybe I do have that sort of like confusion because I didn't grow around up around black people as much so and I feel like black people and um Asian people feel the same way about white people a lot of times I've heard that they also think we all look alike is that true not that I'm saying that I think they all do I got I got a friend I got a friend here who's Asian I'll ask Rob <laughs> I gotta ask do you think all white people ever look alike? like do you think some white people look alike ever do you get them confused what did he say? What did he say? He said not really, but he was No, but is he is he Asian American? Like did he grow up in America and like yeah. so he's been surrounded by white people yeah, yeah. forever. I'm saying like I'm not surrounded yes. by Asian people all the time. I'm not like I haven't been exposed enough to, and that's my fault. I got to put that's myself in more problem. situations. That's the problem. Yeah. You know? Um so thank yep. you for doing that case study. Do you do you got to get to your uh podcast? <laughs> Uh, yes. All right. Well, we got to go to break kind anyway. Of. We'll say goodbye to but you. Thank I would you. like to stay. Would, um, is there anything you would like to leave us with before we leave? Any other final? Um, do you want to call me out for any hilarious yeah. things? I mean, I called you out m- many times. No, no. I, I'm I'm a good person. <laughs> um, and so <laughs> I, uh, I just want to say, you know, life is like a party you're not invited to. <laughs> You're not there for a long time. And while you're there, eat up all the shrimps you can. Okay? Be an Ian with Jordan. Patreon.com slash be an Ian pod. Nick, I love you. I couldn't have had a better person. You were such a good date. I love you. And and honestly, man, I am such a diehard Sandler. Oh, my God. You went and saw Jack and Jill in the theaters twice. So he was like, it was the perfect person to ask. I saw Jack and Jill in theaters twice. I've seen the cobbler three times. Like, <laughs> I don't even dude, know what that Sandler is. Sandler shaped who I am as a person with comedy, how I view my friendships, yeah. how I view uh, just treating people. Mm-hmm. He's, his ability to be sincere and funny and cute and heartfelt, but also silly, like really shaped my ethos with comedy. So to be there for that was, it was like, awesome. it was such, it was such a surreal, wonderful I'm moment. So glad you and went. I can't thank you enough. For inviting me, giving me the pep talk. I love you. And right. I love wish you, you both, all the Anya and Noah. I love you, Ian. I wish you all Miss the shrimps. You. And, um, you know, I just hope one day you guys will stop being racist. <laughs> anyway, bye, Ian. Bye. Okay, let's go to break and come back with more. And we're going to do Reddit Dump after this. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important. The future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most. Us. But not anymore. New Conair Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. 
Girlbomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girlbomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girlbomb's Ultimate Girlbomb Grip and professional-grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power, the kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good, and there's nothing more empowering than that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a brand new Samsung A14 on them. Straight Talk Unlimited plans start at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Who wouldn't want a few extra bucks in their pocket? Straight Talk is a great everyday value on wireless. Plus, it all runs on the most reliable 5G network in America. So treat yourself to Straight Talk today. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. Straight Talk utilizes the network with the most first place rankings and root metrics 1H 2023 5G reliability assessments of 125 metros. Results may vary. Not an endorsement. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joy of having your finances in order. And that makes us Facet for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit Facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. All right, we're back. Ian is now, uh, is no longer with us. And, <laughs> Did he uh, die? <laughs> <laughs> From your mouth to, um, no, uh, God love him. What what an insane person He's and so fun. He's the and best so kind. Op- option. He's so kind, so fun to be around. Just a, a hoot. Um, has so much anxiety that you are not allowed to have any. So it's like right. it was so. He was such a bu- bundle of nerves that it was like it calmed me down, which is a, a good maybe a good device. Just bring I know it's interesting more to hear you, you are so nurturing and like it's okay. Calming his restless leg and oh yeah, 
Because he kept his leg was jumping and the whole row would shake. And it's really <laughs> annoying. Like, have you ever been in a, a, a seat that's attached to someone who's shaking their leg like yes, crazy? Yes, remember the guy on the plane that I was too scared to talk to because he was drinking all those whiskeys in a row and then he yes. was a dick to me. Yeah, that's too scary. That was, a, <laughs> I, I advised you not to, to do anything. But I just was gently like putting my hand on Ian's leg and he'd go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> and I'm like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm just letting you be aware of it. Like, because it would start up right again. Like, <laughs> He was a prawns dog having his falling like, off other people's plates. <laughs> the prawn shake. Yeah, he's just trying to loosen up some prawns. Um, so, uh, any um, any news from your world this weekend, Anya? Um, any highlights? I'm Did you just, get any highlights? Matt is back. He was at South by Southwest with his band, The Natural Lines. So, the end of my time alone happened it's over oh yeah you were alone for like five love days to be alone yeah but he's home and it's nice to have him back and you know just seemed you like sound thrilled yeah. <laughs> it's nice to have it's him back. great to have him it's good to be reunited yeah no, i don't have a boyfriend fun. right now it's um uh, people keep going like how's chris and i go we have an arrangement now when he is on these jobs i tell him you don't need to worry about me at all if you want to text me and reach out you can but like i i don't even want to reach out to you because i know so many people are like I know his texts are just flooded and he's not getting back to anyone because he's so in the tunnel of work that I don't even want to add to it by being like, good night, babe. So it's just like he's on the show alone. Like he's he's yes. he's out in the wilderness. I don't even we're not um, we're not to, like, I, you know, it's like that uh, Taylor Swift song. It's like um, when they ask me if I have a boyfriend, I can still say I don't remember. People were like, how's your boyfriend? I'm like, I oh, I have one? I don't remember. Like, I had a little break. It's not like I was, like, doing anything during that time. I was, like, not a single lady. But I didn't have to worry about a relationship whatsoever. And he also, because in the past we've gone through these times, and it's like he has to steal away and put in more effort. I just like to give him, and he the same for me, like, he always gives me the benefit when I'm going through, like, a special taping or, like, a really hard week of work that I don't have to be girlfriend. I don't need to be like checking in on him. Like I, anything that will like cloud this myopic line of tunnel vision towards the end of this show that you're doing, you don't need in your life. So it was really nice to give him that and to both understand each other and be like, because he did the Breedy and the Beast live in November and I was a little bit like, you weren't around a lot. And so this time I was like, I promise I'm not going to pull that shit. There's no way I'm, even if I do, I'm not going to let you know. Like, you, you, I don't have a right to because I'm giving you the license to like, you don't have to, we're not, this, I'm I'm dating someone who cannot give me anything during those weeks. And if even if you wanted to, I wouldn't want you to because I want you to get rest. I don't need you to call me. I'd rather you be sleeping during those times. Take care of yourself. So it yeah, was you nice to have an understanding. Last week. Because I, I was proud of myself because this is the first relationship I've ever been in where it's secure and the guy is like communicating with me plenty and i'm you know i don't have the need to feel anxious or jealous or anything i'm just like i'm good i'm happy alone he's texting me throughout the day we're connected it's nice you know not a lot just like how how are you but then the last day something weird happened because my last big relationship which was as we all know (laughs) decades ago that person would go on tour and then I would find out later all these horrible things happened. Like years so, later. Years later or even some like one time I remember uh, I flew to New Zealand and then he oh, came off the tour brutal. bus and I saw him like walking with and all his This is the very mates. beginning of your dating, right? 
Like you had just kind of made it, barely made it official. Maybe you hadn't made it official, but you and your head thought it was. I think we had been dating six weeks and I had just maybe moved in with him. Very, it was very rash. It was real. But I hadn't talked to him in a while. Anyway, I fly all the way to New Zealand from San Diego. It was like 19 hours all in. And he's getting off the bus and I see him and he's all disheveled. And then like the, he sits down and, and I like my gut went off like red, red alert. And I was like, you didn't like nothing bad happened, did it last night or something? And he was like, I mean, I'm a guy, I'm going to kiss other girls. (laughs) And I remember like, fuck, this is not the relationship I thought it was. This is not. This is a bad scene. You have to get out of this. And yeah. I was so exhausted after that 19-hour travel that I just remember thinking, like, this is the moment where you set the scene for what you will accept. You st- yes, yes. And I just remember being like, you're, go- you're a guy? You're going to kiss other girls? So you kissed other girls? And he was like, I mean, yeah, I'm a guy. I don't want to talk about it. I'm tired. And I just remember, like, I stayed. Because I thought I was looking at my suitcase and like, I should just get on the plane and fly home. This is bullshit. And I'm like, I'm just too tired. And it was like a fancy tour. It was like a Four Seasons hotel, speaking of Mm -hmm, Four Seasons. mm -hmm. And I just stayed for six years. God, how many times (laughs) in relationships have there's been that moment where whether it's like they cheat on you or they just say something really shitty or like, and you have that chance of like, I could get out now and say, I don't tolerate this. But I'm sorry, there's something about when you tolerate it that you kind of give them the green light to like, yeah, treat me like shit. And then they don't respect you because they just gave you a little test yep. and you you failed it by being weak. And it's like, but all that's why there's like this girl in our, our, our group of friends, a friend of a friend of a friend, and she is like dating a new guy and it's getting to the point where they might sleep together and there's nothing official on the table. And she's like, didn't sleep with him yet. They've only hooked up one time. They did hanky panky, but nothing, suit, like no sex. And she's like, I'll probably sleep with him next time. And I don't even know this girl. And I'm telling my friend, tell her not to fuck him. Please, God, for the love of God, she really likes him. She feels like she could be falling in love with him. For the love of God, fight every instinct you have and do not sleep with him. Don't convince yourself that, no, this one's going to be different. He's not going to respect you more after you sleep with him and you have not talked about being exclusive. He's going to think you do this. He's going to subconsciously think you do this with every guy that you're kind of easy and he's going to value you less. And I and know this that they come off like an encouragement to play a game. It is not, not to speak no. for you, Nikki, but this is not like don't fuck him in order to get XYZ. Play games, this is- play Monopoly or Sorry or just <laughs> anything to keep him from your dick, his dick inside you. Because after the dick's inside you, the game is up, man. It's more like listen to your true gut feeling is it that you're dying to have sex with him so much and you can't wait or is it that you're terrified that you'll lose him if you don't have sex with him right i'll tell you for me it was always the terrified i'll lose him he'll lose interest and and i'd convince myself no 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 i'm just really horny no 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 i wasn't really horny i mean of course it was exciting and i was horny but it was also just like i want him to be my boyfriend and if like your joke or you're like 
we women think if we give you things, you'll like us. So you'll we like give us. you this so thing. We give you stuff like, oh, he wants this. He'll be mad at me if I don't get it. And then he won't like me anymore. And it is the, it's, that works for almost everything except actually don't give him gifts. That's another rule in that book. Yeah. No, not a rule, not. but like, don't give them gifts. They don't, they want to win you over. And, but we're so used to being people pleasers that we cannot put that aside in relationships. And we think that we can like, Remember when you were like going to buy that guy a rug that you didn't, that didn't like, like he was not oh, one of your boyfriend and you were like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, no. I, remember, I wish like, I had that rug back. Oh! It was so cool. Uh, but you know what? I bought myself one from the same store and it's right here and it's good, so but and you I, could have two. I know it was bigger than this. And there was a part of you that was like, he's going to feel nurtured. Like, did you bake him cookies at one point too? Or was that a different, different guy? guy. You I mean, I've yeah. learned a lot. Let, let me stress that Do all not these relationships from so long ago, like three years. Yes. Uh, and Matt and you are not together because of any of this. There's no, you never gave Matt a gift. And when you did, you guys were not together because you, you tried some of this with Matt and it did not work. And you guys were not together. Actively. Yeah, nothing worked with my current relationship until I finally started to truly love and respect myself. And, and that sounds like such a cliche. Him. But yeah, to be like, no, I what I really want, if I'm honest, is a relationship. Yeah. That's what I really, of course I want to have sex with him and all that stuff. Yes. But like what I really That's want is a relationship. what girls get in their heads is they're like, but I want sex. I love sex and I deserve it. I'm not going to deprive myself. And it's like, you don't know what you're doing. You can lie to yourself all day about how sex feels good. Go fucking masturbate then. You want to have sex because you think they're going to like you more after it. And also you do want to have it too. But just because you want something does not mean, and I've said this in my special before, people like predicate their whole lives and their whole personalities on like, because I want it. It's like, I want, I want, but Nikki, I'm not going to, I want to have sex with them because I want to, because it feels good. I, I can't be vegan because I like cheese <laughs> and I like meat. It's like, well, I would also like to murder someone sometimes. There are times <laughs> where I would like to drive up on the sidewalk and run over someone just to see how it feels on my car, hitting the car and like going boom, 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 It would literally <laughs> soothe me. To sometimes in, in public <laughs> slap a child that's cr crying or just go, shut the fuck up. You're a bad parent. I would love to do it, but I don't because it doesn't work for my life. So these things that always feel good to us, why do we get to do whatever we want in, in when it suits us? There's always an excuse of like, but I want to. Because you know what? That's the fucking paradox of being a person. We talked about this before of like, you're supposed to. Like nurture yourself and be good to yourself and relax and self care. But then there's also that like you gotta d never quit in the middle. Dr drive till the end. Work hard. Passion. Like struggle. There's like we get mixed messaging all the fucking time. So I don't even know what you should do. I'm full of mixed messages myself. But, <laughs> but I will we convince ourselves that like if we have sex with them, then they'll be my boyfriend. And it's yeah. so unfortunately it not never the case. happens. And there's always one <laughs> girl who's rarely. like, we slept together on the first night. Well, that's because your boyfriend likes women who do that. You, he has a mom that was kind of like ballsy and crazy and kooky. And that <laughs> were like, it's rare that that happens. It's like one person out of every audience that I go, have you ever slept with a guy in the first night? Like there's always one girl that's like, I slept with my husband on the first night. It's like, Okay, so yes, there are anomalies, but by and large, if you're single now and you've been sleeping with guys on the first date or second date or third date or before you have a relationship and you're single, it has not worked for you yet. It hasn't worked for you yet. It hasn't led to a lasting relationship that because I'm thinking you want a lasting relationship. So look at the data that you have. And it's a it's hard. It's a dada. hard pill to swallow. Dada. <laughs> and say that in bed look a little at bit the more. Dada. 
Okay, final thought. Let's do a quick, a couple quick uh, Reddit dumps. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. <laughs> okay, so this is to me IRL for me IRL. To me in real life for me in real life. It says, dudes will make zero moves on their crush and then proceed to post this. And then it's like this moody post of like this like anime character smoking a cigarette. And it just says, maybe I'm meant to be lonely. And it's oh, like God. made me laugh so hard because we've all done things like this. This isn't just a dude thing. But like you, I would always get so upset that guys didn't like me or like wouldn't make a move. I mean, I would get mad at, at guys that wouldn't make a move, but they had, I was giving them no indication that it would be okay to make a move. But also yes. you can't get upset when you get rejected, when you have not take, when you haven't put yourself out there, when you haven't accepted the invite to the Mark Twain prize award, you can't. Lit, lit, you can't live in the wreckage of a thing you didn't even do yet. Like ch- you got to take chances. Would you ever do Adam something? Adam Sandler. I would. I would. I was always making the first move. Always, which is a bad. Which is not a good oh, move to women. Okay. For women to do. Women, you're supposed to make a prolonged eye contact, touch them a lot, like give indicators of interest, which I would never do. But there are things women can do to get men to make a move. But men, you gotta, you gotta just go like, can I kiss you right now? Just ask that. And I know that's awkward. And um. Adam Sandler, actually, there was an old clip from his stand-up early days last night, and he, he was like, just ask her. He got advice from his dad. He was like, just ask her out. What's the worst she can, the worst she can say is no. And she was like, get away from me, you ugly freak. And he goes, hey, you just, you, you didn't follow the rules. Or he says something <laughs> about, like, the worst she could do is not no. It could be, like, very hurtful. And that's the thing everyone's scared of. Okay, this is from me IRL. Um, it's a tweet from Culture Sa- Cultural Savage. Um, I just saw someone say, you didn't make good choices. You had good choices. And I am completely floored. I mean, what a great way to talk about privilege. You didn't make good choices. You had good choices, which is like how I feel about everyone that has anything in the world that you want. It's not because they were better than you and made better choices in life. They had better choices. You were born with shittier parents than them. You were born in a shittier town than them. You were born in a socioeconomic era or time that didn't afford you to have the same opportunities. Don't compare yourself to others because it generally is just about the fucking pussy you came out of and the circumstance. It's nothing you yourself are flawed and are doing wrong. I have a friend I need to send that to. Okay. Um... Uh, this is a word of the day. This is a tweet from Susie underscore Dent. Word of the day is latibulate, L-A-T-I-B-U-L-A-T, 17th century, to hide in a corner in an attempt to escape reality. And then someone said, okay, well, we're bringing that back, obviously. Latibulate, <laughs> hide in the corner and attempt to escape reality. I mean, I've never done that before, but um, I think I kind of wanted to do it last night at times. Um, And then this is Does from today. If you're doing it under the covers, I do that every day. Yeah, you do under the covers a lot. Um, what is that? I, my arms get cold, and I just don't want them cold. But I, sometimes <laughs> I just prop my phone up on a pillow, and then I put them under the covers, and then my head is out. I don't like my head to get hot. Yeah, I have to air it out a lot. But I like to be in my clothes, and then I get uh-huh. on top of the bed, but then there's another cover that's very light. And oh, so I you don't go in me. the bed itself because right, then it's, it's like too much tent. bedtime. It's a cave. Okay. All right. It feels so soothing. Try it. I'm not going to, but um, because okay. I just get up straight up in bed. I'll get in like why I don't. I don't need to not get in bed. But why, do you not get in bed because you don't want to mess up your covers? I do it both. Like when I'm when it's nighttime and I'm ready to sleep, I do it. 
but Don't I get also in your like bed until he's earned it. <laughs> <laughs> until you made him work for it. Until you have a lasting relationship based on honesty and truth with your bed. Okay, today I learned. This is today I learned cute aggression or the urge to squeeze cute animals or babies is the brain's coping mechanism to temper the onslaught of positive feelings. Because if you find yourself incapacitated by how cute a baby is, so much so that you simply can't take care of it, that baby is going to starve. So if you we we have that we want to eat babies because it it means that we want to get close to them and that urge is better than something so cute we don't want to touch it and mess it up. We have more oh, of an urge to squeeze it. So that because if something was too cute, we'd be like, oh, I'm just going to I'm going to ruin it and mess it up. And like, I don't want to mess up this perfectly pristine baby. So evolutionarily, we want to like hold things and smother it so that they get more hands on. Well, this reminds me of something you posted on Instagram a little while back. And I related to it so much because I feel this way about my cat, Buzzy. And a couple mm-hmm. of months ago or like like six months ago or so you posted a video of luigi on on the balcony and you're like he's so fucking cute i just want to murder him yes <laughs> and i, I, I want to squeeze my cat to death because i love him so much i know is it so that's a biological wanna, like, urge that's good yes because it makes us want to get close to them as opposed to like if it, you love something so much you don't want to touch it because you don't want to mess it up okay but do you ever want to squeeze your dog's paws? Because they're just so like, yeah. oh, no, sometimes I have to I calm bite down. Them. I was doing it with a puppy the other day. I was like, oh, and then I was like, calm down. Like, this is a little did, too much. I did it with Forrest the other day. My nephew and was just like, oh, and I squ- I could just feel it. It was like getting a little too tight. But I was like, I just got to squeeze some baby juice out of you. Like, I just want to make a glass. And chug it. Oh, God. So that was interesting that I think that there's a reason we do that. And it's just so that we won't leave babies alone. And they get so much love and attention. And let me just say, if you are a parent out there, the number one advice I have, if your baby, if you want your baby to be successful, shower them with confidence. Make them feel that no matter who they are, they can do whatever don't have any doubt in them ever, even if it's delusional, even if you know that they're not the best at something, convince them they're the best at everything and you will make a millionaire baby who will take care of you <laughs> and all the lack of self-esteem that you have from your parents this who did so not do that for you. This is so counterintuitive to like the last generation, which everyone's raising kids that are now like, you know, 12, 13, 14 with the new values of like, I'm not going to tell them they're so special all the time because that's bullshit. I'm going to just be realistic. Like, that's great. You did a great job. So you're saying do the opposite. Oh, absolutely. Make your kid feel that they have the potential to do anything that, oh, well, if you if you're not good at that, it's just because you didn't practice enough. That is that's the secret It's like instill in them the work ethic, but let them know that that is there because that is actually true. You are capable of anything if you put enough hours to it. And that is what I think I lacked in my life was like you either have it or you don't. And the mm-hmm. thing is, anything could be gleaned from enough practice. And if kids are, understand that and are instilled with that belief in themselves, they are unstoppable. And all of my friends who are the biggest mega stars that you know, the biggest names, someone told them that they were the best and they believed it from the get-go. And I have, I sometimes have glimmers of it, but it's something I've had to teach myself as opposed to it was like just in me. I got it a little bit, but do your kids a favor and just believe in them no matter what. And instil- and um, I'll never be a parent, so I can't do that with any kids. But like, if I can teach you how to parent, 
Not that you would ever take my advice, but that is the number one thing that I would do if I were a parent is just make my child feel like they can do anything and that they're the prettiest. And I, and I would say prettiest. Honestly, I know we're not supposed to comment on looks. Strongest, prettiest, most beautiful, all of those things. Lie, 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 lie. And they will be Adam Sandler Narcissist. levels of fame. <laughs> no. And they're generous because, but be loving to them. Teach them um, to love their family and love others because that was the other thing I learned from Adam Sandler is that, he loves his family and friends so much. He's put them in everything he does. He's his whole, he employs everyone he's ever worked with. And there were people there last night that I met that Adam knew in college that they just were like friends in the dorm and like, they're still friends. And he's like, Adam st still stayed in my life. He was like, I never, I went to all his comedy shows, but like I didn't go the comedy route, but he, he brought a lot of comedy people with them. But it just, it's just cool that Adam has kept it. So in the family and, um, it's just, it was a, a really beautiful night about family and friends. And speaking of, so glad to have my two friends and doing this podcast today. And Ian Fidance was here too. And he's, <laughs> he's <laughs> you so guys no. looked so happy and he's free so on the red carpet. I love those photos. We were. That like, is always fun. That's like the those. happiest I've ever seen you on the red carpet. Uh, it was a, it was a little bit of a, a lie, but um, you know, you play it up. You're on the red carpet. You're like, ah, ha, ha. no, we were all cracking up. We had a great time. He was twirling that cane around. And I was so happy for him because these Getty images are so expensive. Like these are not easy to get to get on the red carpet is not easy. And so when I got him on it, I mean, even me getting on it was a struggle. Chris had to pull a lot of strings Aww. and then, um, and it was just so great to get him on it. So now he has all these like glamorous pictures of himself and he looked fucking great. And I'm so happy. And he was great so on the show cool today. that you gave him that pep talk. I mean, that that's a very important talk. Well, I told I him he took you up on it again. I said, because of what you're saying, when you aren't su as successful as you want to be, and I hear you bitching about it outside the cellar, sucking down a Marlboro Red <laughs> and talking about who got what, you I will never listen to you say that again because you are turning down this opportunity that could make you more successful. And um, and that's what you got to say. Like You can turn down these chances to be better and to get better, but you better not complain about it because you made your own bed. But that's why you're you a good friend is a lot of people wouldn't put a blanket have over the courage on top of it. <laughs> to say that, though. Why? <laughs> What do you mean? Because I think most people aren't brave enough to say that. I really do. I think that's what makes you uh, a good friend. Well, I don't I have think a lot of friends like you. That's what makes my friends good friends is because they can tolerate hearing the cold hard truth and not think that it means I'm mad at them. Like, yeah, what, what was going to happen? Like, is is he going to be mad at me if I say that? What what's bad about what I said? Like, what are you scared? Why wouldn't you say that to a friend? I'm sorry to get into I it. I don't necessarily wondering. feel that way. Like, I might be like, if I got that text from him, I'd be like, oh, that's such a bummer, but okay. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is bullshit because he <laughs> deserves to be there. I invited him and he's not going because he's scared. <laughs> Stop doing things because you're scared. I, 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 um, that is the number one thing. And if I could give any advice for people who didn't get a lot of encouragement thinking they were the best in the world... When you are scared of something, say yes to it. That That is the surest sign that you should do yeah. it. No, and no, just suck it up because no one's ever died of embarrassment. No one's ever died from a feeling. Literally ever. It's never happened. A feeling of embarrassment or anxiety has never killed anyone. I know you're going to be like, a heart attack. You're not going to have a fucking heart attack. Just say yes right. to things that scare you. I do it all the time, including telling a story of when I mixed up an Indian guy and a black guy. And I'm going to be okay. You might cancel me, but I got a home studio. I'm here in St. Louis. I'm going to be fine. And I have my friends and family. And that's what makes me rich in life. Thank you guys uh. for listening to the show. Don't be good. And just eat all the shrimp. <laughs> Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 4-14-24 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk Extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.